happy good morning to you once again. So I began uh, this morning by uh, reminding us all what we are celebrating today, which is Letare Sunday, fourth Sunday of Advent, or sorry, of Lent. And I mentioned that um, it recalls the third Sunday of Advent, a similar Sunday on which we are called to, to rejoice. So Letare means rejoice. In fact, if you look into the rubrics of the Roman Missal, um, which gives the directions as to how things should be done on this Sunday, I mentioned to you already that the, the, the priest's chasuble is supposed to be a rose color, a little lighter than the ordinary violet. But there's another detail which is interesting. It even says that today we should put flowers in the sanctuary. Interesting. You know that usually in Lent, all frails, you know, are taken out. We don't do anything, you know, extraordinary. It says we should put flowers in the sanctuary, you know, as if to lighten the mood, you know, and to, to remind us of the great event, the great mystery of our salvation, Easter, which is just round the corner. So that is the spirit in which we celebrate today. Um, and like I said at the beginning of the Mass, I think that this theme of rejoicing, letare, beautifully ties into our readings for today, and especially the Gospel reading which we just heard, uh, the parable of the prodigal son, Luke chapter 15. Now, I would want to reflect with you, therefore, on this passage of Scripture, just a very short, brief reflection uh, about this passage. Now, let me begin by saying something about Luke chapter 15. Now, Luke chapter 15 is a, a peculiar passage in Scripture. It is the chapter of lost things. Lost things. Luke chapter 15. In actual fact, there are three things that get lost in Luke chapter 15. The first one is uh, the sheep. You remember the parable of the man who had a hundred sheep? You know, one got lost and he left the 99 in the wilderness and went in, in search of the stray. That's the first thing that gets lost in Luke chapter 15, the sheep. The second thing that gets lost in Luke chapter 15 is a coin. So the woman who had 10 drachma, 10 coins, you know, and she lost one. And word of God says she lit a lamp and swept the house, you know, in search of the lost coin. And eventually she finds it and she calls all her neighbors to herself and says, look, I lost my coin. Come, let's rejoice. I found it. So the second thing, first the sheep, then the coin. And the third thing that gets lost is a son, a prodigal son. A son who at some point, for whatever reason, says to his father, you know, give me my share of the estate, give me my share of the inheritance. I know you know what that means. You inherit when your father is dead, isn't it? So practically he's saying, please, you, you, are, you are living too long, please die. And he goes off with his, and, his, and interestingly, his father gives him the inheritance, and he goes off with it and squanders it. So three things are getting lost. First, the sheep. Second, the coin. Third, a son. And I want, to, I want us to reflect briefly on each of these things that gets lost in Luke chapter 15, because I think that they are real issues that we need to meditate upon. Now, let me begin with a coin. So a woman loses, you know, the coin, and the word of God says she lights a lamp and sweeps the house in, in search of it. The first thing is that there are some people who get lost in life like a coin. Now, the thing about the coin is that I don't know if 
you're like me, who often loses your keys, your car key or your, your room key or something. And you're searching the whole house for your key. And at a point, you're asking, won't this key even talk and say I'm here? It hasn't happened to you before, you know. But the thing about the coin, the thing about your key, is that it can't talk. In fact, the coin doesn't even know that it's lost. And it takes another person to light a lamp to sweep the house and look for that coin. And you know, in life, and indeed in our families, there are, there are always people who get lost like that. A good son, raised well, brought up well, educated well, falls into bad company, begins to smoke all kinds of things. You talk to him. You talk to her. It's as if you are pouring water on a stone. And he doesn't seem to care, doesn't seem to realize, you know, that he's even gone astray. You've done everything. And you know, in that kind of a situation, it takes another person to light a lamp in prayer. And I bless you, especially you mothers, you are the experts of that, of the son who's gone astray and every day you are on your knees and you are lighting that lamp and you are praying. May God hear your prayer. Because the, the, the young man, the young woman is lost like a coin. Doesn't even know that they are lost. And oh, what effort it takes and what anxiety when you're looking for those keys, for that document. And you wish at least that the document would say, I'm, I'm, I'm lost, I'm here. But no. So that's the first thing. Some people get lost like a coin. And when they do get lost, may the Lord grant us the grace of that woman who lights a lamp. Because you see, even the lighting of the lamp indicates the darkness in which she finds herself. But there seems to be no hope in that situation. And more or less, she must live by faith that I will find it. You know, it takes something to let that woman continue searching in that darkness with a lamp. And you know, I, I, this morning as I was reflecting and I was praying about this text, it just fell into my spirit that I like the image of the lamp because you know what it says in Psalm 119 verse 105, your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. And I want to suggest to you that what actually gives you that strength to keep searching, to keep praying, to keep hoping, is the word of God. Or otherwise you'll give up and say, you know, he's lost. For anyone who is praying about a son, about a husband, about a wife, about a cousin, about a relative, who's, who's in a certain situation, in addiction of some sort, or in some marriage in which it's not supposed to be, may the Lord give you strength to keep that light burning. Pray. And you know, it, it takes an absolute and complete grace of God in that situation for you to find that coin and, and bring it back home. Because the coin cannot do anything to help itself. We need to understand that. And you know, sometimes you're so angry, can't you see, can't you see, I'm talking to you. Please, it's a coin you're dealing with. So please, just be patient, light your lamp. This is a matter of prayer, not a matter of talking. Number two is the sheep that gets lost. But you see, sheep do not get lost like coins. Yeah, I know those of us who come from the village, you go to the village and there is one 
little lamb that is lost. Everybody in the town will know that the lamb is lost. Bleating, bear, bear, ma, ma, the whole town will know that it's looking for its mother. The sheep that is lost does not know how to go back, cannot find the way back. You know, sheep can be sheepish. It can't find, it can't retrace. A goat will find a way back home, I tell you. Not a sheep. It cannot retrace its steps to go back home, but it realizes, you know, somehow that it's in the wrong place. And if it can't do anything, it will bleat. It will show, you know, somehow that it's not comfortable, that, you know, it will say, help me. And occasionally, some people get lost like that. You know, sometimes you are in a situation, you know you're not supposed to be in that situation. How to get up and go back is the problem. May God appoint a shepherd unto you. Because it's true. Ever so often, we are in a certain situation, it's not as if we don't know, we realize it, in fact, you sleep in the night, you can't sleep. You wake up and you say to my, your God, God, I know that I'm not supposed to be in this situation. But I don't know how to retrace my steps because it's been so long. It's been eight years, it's been 10 years, it's been 25 years. How do I go back without even people laughing at me, making fun of me, ridiculing me, and so on and so forth? The courage to go home, the ability to go home is the problem. And sometimes in that situation, we need the shepherd. We need somebody to come hold our hands. In fact, it says he literally carries the sheep, puts it on his shoulder, takes it back home. When you are in that situation, I say, may God appoint a shepherd unto you. Somebody who has the understanding of your situation. is ready to empathize with you. And, and from time to time, all of us are appointed to be shepherds to somebody. You know, it's easy to blame them and say, why can't, you, why can't you go back home? Look, he's at a point where he needs somebody to carry him. And if the Lord brings into your, your purview such a person, may, may God give you the, also the strength to carry them, to bring them back home. And, and mind you, oh, mind you, it is not easy carrying that sheep. It's not easy. At times you feel like giving up. At times you feel like putting them down. You can imagine might be in some ravine somewhere. You have to climb out and it's not easy. You have to go the extra mile. You have to sacrifice to bring that. Maybe you are thinking of the 99 that you left behind. It takes sacrifice. It takes time. Sometimes counseling somebody out of a situation in which they've been in, you need time. It's not always easy. And yet, as Jesus says, we need shepherds after the Lord's own heart. Who can walk with us, who can accompany us when we are lost like that sheep, when the only thing we can do is to cry out. And I say to some sheep that is lost this morning, if you can't do anything, cry. At least God will hear your voice and he will send you a shepherd. Now the third thing that gets lost, which is at the focus of today, is a son. And see, the one difference between the coin, the sheep, and the son is that the son has the ability to come back to his senses and decide that I'm going back home. And hopefully that is where all of us are supposed to be. That 
we might have gone astray and it doesn't matter how terrible it is. But when we realize, when God's word convicts us and we look at the situation in which we are and we realize that our father would be ready to receive us back, that we have the courage like the boy says, I, will, I shall arise and I shall go back to my father. And I shall say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I do not deserve to be called your son. Treat me as one of your hired servants. The ability to be sorry, to put all things aside, to rise up, to go back and to be reconciled with our father. And that is what Jesus puts as the ordinary example for every Christian. In one way or the other, each one of us, has gone astray. But Lent, and the fourth Sunday of Lent, is the opportune time, as Paul will say in his letter to the Corinthians, now is the day of salvation. Rise up and go back to your Father. And the beautiful language of restoration, it's a complete restoration that we hear when the Son goes back. He says, first and foremost, his Father, before he even says anything, his Father comes out, he embraces him, he kisses him, an emotional healing. Then it says that he orders the servants, put the ring on his finger, shoes on his feet, put the robe on him. A social restoration. Then he says, kill the fattened calf. Kill the fattened calf. This is a man who, who was longing to eat the food of pigs and couldn't have anything. The economic restoration. A complete and a total restoration. And after that says, my son was dead, but now he's alive. God's reconciliation and his, recon his restoration is complete. It's total. Nothing is left out of it as we journey back to our Father. That is what God desires for each one of us. And you know the truth of the matter, I think that what, what we should be reflecting on and what perhaps the Word of God is trying to tell us is that when we are away from the Father, Things don't work out. Economically, we are broken. Socially, we are broken. Emotionally, we are devastated. And the father is saying, look, can't you see the signs on the wall? Come back. Because you are living dead. Come back. Three beautiful stories of things that were lost in Luke chapter 15. Unfortunately, there's a fourth thing. You know, when you read these three stories I've just spoken about, each of them ends in a beautiful way. The sheep was found. The coin was found. The son returned home and was received. But there was the elder son who, because his brother had been received, decided he was not going to come into the house. His father went outside and began to negotiate with him and say, look, my son, Come back because it's, it's a time of rejoicing. Your brother was lost. He's been found. He was dead. He's now alive. And we hear the response of the elder son. I have slaved with you for you all this time. You never even gave me a kid. And so on and so forth. The story continues. You know, this story ends without Luke telling us what the elder son did. Did he go back home? We don't know. And see, Luke is telling us there's that little opening of a possibility 
that in spite of all these examples that we have been given, somebody still refuses to go back home. And I believe that the message of today is, please, be a coin, be a sheep, be the first son, but please don't be the, the elder son. Because God has given us more than enough opportunity to be reconciled to him. The only person who can prevent us from going back to the father's house, I'm the person. And that choice is left in my hand and in your hand. So today that's our prayer. So we're in the fourth Sunday of Lent. We want to pray that our story will end well and that it will end in the Father's house. In the same way we pray for whoever we're dealing with, for that son, that brother, that husband, that wife, whoever. Our prayer is only one. That at the end of the day, all of us will be reconciled in the Father's house. In fact, that is the theme of our second reading when it says that God has made us ambassadors of reconciliation. That is what we preach. And it's our prayer. And one day we shall all be reconciled with the Father. May the Lord continue to strengthen us. Amen.